This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Fanaritos, we're back. We're back. We are back. We're back well in, into season two. I don't know about I'm, better than ever, but we're but we're we're, we're back. We're back. We're upright. <laughs> and I'm so glad you watched the correct episode for today, which wasn't always the case. Like, so, so I need to, to tell everyone that um, when you purchase the show. Like on Amazon, we can say that now because there's no strike. But okay. when you purchase the show on Amazon, it comes in a certain order, okay? But apparently, it's not the correct order because I watched episode four thinking it was episode three. And I was kind of confused because it started off like kind of in in the middle of like... Joey and Jesse starting this new thing. And I was like, that's weird. I th- we didn't like like intro that. We just kind of went right into Jesse's like a non-exterminator. Jump. Right. Uh-huh. So it felt like a little bit of a jump, but it also didn't feel like a, a jump that didn't happen during 80s television where it was like you just, every, you know, it was a new character and you're like, oh, it's fine. We've just accepted it. <laughs> so I watched the whole episode, whatever. And then it's 938 and we're getting on at 10 o'clock. And you mentioned something about a ripper and a rat tail. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a, like a bad hairstyle choice. And I, in that moment, I was like, there were no rippers in the episode that I watched because I would have noticed that. And so at 9.38, I start panic watching episode three because I watched episode four, which now makes sense, episode yes. four. Yes. So, uh, I, but 22 minutes, let me tell you, yeah. it's exactly the length of a Full House episode. <laughs> I started watching it, and as I was signing on f- earlier to do our interview with Scott, the credits started rolling on the episode. Wow. So I was like, okay. Wow. 
I, Thank goodness it's not an hour long drama or oh God, we wouldn't be right? recording this I, I right thought now. I was, I was, I, I was, I was so prepared. I was so prepared. Well, that makes sense. And yeah. now, now I'm extra prepared though. Cause now I have the next episode done as well as this one. So yeah, you're, you're, you're now I'm prepared now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> yes. only ever over prepared in a moment of panic when I have, have unknowingly underprepared. So yes. yeah. <laughs> only when you make a mistake. Only right, right, are right. you over prepared. <laughs> yeah. That tracks. Um, but yeah, I, I, but I'm so glad. And now everything's all coming together. The, 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 the jingles, the, yeah. the job, the, all of it. Yes. It's Cause this is the start now. of the jingle writing. This is the yes. origin story of the, the origin story of the jingle writing. Um, yes. yeah. So, okay. Now that I'm, sense. I'm here, I'm on track. I know what's <laughs> happening. Um, now that we're all up to speed, uh, we can, I guess, you know, be professionals and do an episode. That's hysterical. Uh, and that makes sense. Why, if you didn't have the rundown, you wouldn't know what episode you were That's, supposed to be. That was the thing. Too, so I was like, I didn't. I, like, it got emailed to me, but I was like, oh, I'll look at it. Whatever. Like, I wasn't. I, I don't yeah. know what I was thinking because I usually watch the episode and then I'll look at the rundown because yeah, I like to kind of you know come up with my own little things that I notice yeah. or whatever. So I, I usually will yeah. read the rundown after I do my notes, and I did that, and then. The rundown, yeah, and then I was like, there, "There's not a ripper, like, nor a rat, a ripper tail with a rat tail in this episode, <laughs> right?" Yeah, there was no mention of of other. Car- I was like, "Wait, I've done something terribly wrong." So, <laughs> so, well, what, the, what, what, what's the deal, Amazon? Why yeah, are you shuffling things around and confusing people? Because it's very, very confusing. confusing, and it's happened before. Season oh. one, this happened as well. It did I don't? Oh man. I don't know. I don't know what's happening over there, but I, I don't know if it's because is it that way in like the box sets? I actually randomly don't have the box sets. I have I have a box set, up but here, I wonder but I've if never it's, opened it. Okay, I wonder if it's like that in the box set. Did they put I it in the wrong order? A, f- a fanarino, please fanaritos, if you have yeah, a box have, set, will you, you look for set. us and tell us if, if this is the correct order? Are is we it, releasing these episodes in the right order? We, don't we are releasing them in the we right are. order. But the order that they're in on Amazon was decidedly wrong. And I wonder if that is how they are in the box set as well. Mm-hmm. And like when they, you know, I don't know. Or is it just a just a streaming thing? Anyway, we I was confused. Know. Now I'm not as much. Not and yet. Now, <laughs> yeah, right? And it's all good. Well, let's get into it and see. Uh, Please. Let's double check. I need more coffee. Watch the right right episode. (laughs) Welcome back to How Rude Tanneritos. I am Andrea Barber. And I'm Jody Sweeten. And today we are discussing season two, episode three, entitled It's Not My Job. I also should have paid attention to the title. The title. I should have paid attention to the title. Jody. Well, they don't list the title when you're watching the episode. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it does. Yeah. It says it on the thing, but I didn't look at that. I was just watching. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Okay. And it's in, and you watched a jingle related episode. Right. Just it not was this a jingle, jingle related episode. Related it was just episode. we we already established the jingle thing, and I, I was lost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Glad you're back. Glad you're back in present time here. I'm here. Um, this episode originally aired on October twenty eighth, nineteen eighty eight, and it goes a little something like this. Jesse tells his father he's leaving the family bug-killing business to pursue a career in the music industry. Mm. Stephanie gets her first cavity and faces her fear of the dentist. It was directed by our dear friend Joel Zwick and written by Jeff Franklin. Mm. 
And we have some amazing guest stars yep. this week. We have Yvonne Wilder as Grandma Katsopoulos, Irene Katsopoulos, which is a different actress. Is a different, yes, we went with a different actress. Than the season one Grandma, Grandma right. Cochran at that time. What, right, well, there's a lot Grandma Cochran, on. Grandma Katsopoulos, we just changed about. And Danny's mom, I think, changes too. Yeah, we didn't We didn't stick with the, the original. There's no mm-hmm. continuity when it comes to grandmas here, yeah. but... Um, Yvonne Wilder is fantastic. She was in this role. She's so good. So I can forgive this recast. Um, but she is best known as Consuelo in West Side Story mm-hmm. from 1961. Incredible. I didn't know. Which Janice Traconis and Roberta Hayes, our two wardrobe people, were in. <gasps> Remember? they? Get I mean, out. I knew it because I, like, I was you know, fascinated with dance and stuff. But Gina and Roberta were in West Side Story. They oh, were wow. dancers. Wow. Um, that, and so, yeah. That is I so cool. I believe they actually knew her. Anyway. What history. We've met mm-hmm. such cool people in with Truly. this job. That's so fantastic. Truly. Um, so this is Yvonne's first of seven Full House episodes. Uh, she stopped acting in 1993, and unfortunately, she recently passed in 2021. Oh. Yeah. I was sad to hear that. Um, and then we have John Apria as... Grandpa Katsopoulos, Nick yep. Katsopoulos, uh, he's another legendary actor. He was in Godfather Part Two, uh, also New Jack City, and 1968's Bullet with Steve McQueen. You just see him everywhere. He's yeah. 83 and he's still acting. Like, the, really? Goals. Yeah. He's awesome. just, he's incredible. Such a good actor. And he's so good as yeah. Grandpa Katsopoulos. Oh, he's great as Grandpa Katsopoulos. Yeah. Yep. Great, great team. A great duo here. And then our last guest star this week is Peter Kwong. He plays the dentist. And uh, he is a legendary character actor, best known as Rain in Big Trouble Little China. And he also appeared in The Golden Child and Gleaming the Cube. Oh, with Lori. And he's still... Oh, or no, really? Oh. No, sorry. That's the one. See, I always screwed up. Lori was oh. in Rad. Gleaming the Cube's the one I always mistake it for. Oh, so she wasn't in that one. No. Okay. Um, and he's, uh, Peter is still working, even recently appearing in an Ed Sheeran uh, Pharrell video, which yeah. I didn't know that. That's great. He's got a lot of credits awesome. to his name. And he does a great job as the dentist. Fantastic dentist. <laughs> I wish I had a, a dentist as uh, calm as Peter Kwong. Um, okay, so we open with a cold open in the living room. And it's Halloween. Apparently, there's pumpkins so everywhere. Random. Well, this was like the, this was like our nod to a holiday, and then we didn't have to make an episode about it, but we just yeah. got to like acknowledge, like, hey, this is airing around Halloween, guys. Yeah, let's just you throw know. some pumpkins. Right. October twenty eighth. Yeah. So they yeah. were like, oh, we'll dress them up and stick it in a cold open. Yeah. No, it was perfect. It was perfect. Um, the costumes were great. So Stephanie is dressed up in an elaborate bunny costume with yes. a giant carrot in her hand. Hopping across the living room, yelling for everyone to hurry up. Yes. She's a very warm costume. Oh, very I bet. Warm. I bet that was hot. Um, and you're you're dress, you're saying, you're late, you're late for a very important date. So, a la Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. I love you've got like the the whiskers drawn on yep. to your face and everything. I was I was act, I have a picture of me as a little, little kid. I think my first Halloween costume was a bunny very similar to that that my mom made. Oh. Yeah. oh. That's so great. That's, hey, you know, it's art imitating life again. It's true. I mean, it just, yeah. Uh, and DJ is dressed as Cleopatra. So uh, cool. 
Oh, yeah. I think I was intensely jealous of her costume, too. I was like, I wanted to be Cleopatra. Oh, it was elaborate. Yeah, it was cool. It was, and the makeup. I'm mm-hmm. sure she loved this, like, intense eyeliner yeah, that she yeah, was wearing. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, no longer an acceptable costume to wear these days, but that's okay. This is 1989. Uh, so she's dancing her way into the living room, and she tells Stephanie, make way for Cleopatra, queen of the Nile. Stephanie looks at her and asks, why did you pick that? And DJ admits, well, it's because dad wouldn't let me be Elvira. Okay. And then the kitchen door swings open and we get the infamous Three Stooges Hello song. Hello. 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 (laughs) Performed by Joey, Jesse, and Danny. They're wearing these scary wigs. Like they're wearing the wigs. They're (laughs) horrifying. It's so scary. It's really. I guess it was meant to look like homemade. I can't imagine them allowing that on television now. Like, if you did it now, it would have to look perfect. It would have to look a lot more authentic. You know what I mean? Like, they'd they'd want it to look... Like, on Fuller House, it would have been, like, days of wig testing and makeup. But this Mm -hmm. literally looked like they drew fake hair on a shower cap and stuck it on their head. And, um, (laughs) yeah. You can it see like really, the partial bald cap. Yeah, like, you can see the I, line that wrinkles. On it's real. Yeah. Like, and I think that was part of it was like, make it look like they just did it at home. But I feel like okay. that we don't do that as much on shows anymore. Now it's like, make yeah. it look perfect. But it was yeah. strange. It, the guys looked, I'm sure they were loving it, but it was a little terrifying as a viewer to be like, whoa, these right. guys really went all out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they stay in character as they perform one of the three three Stooges bits in the living room. <laughs> and um, Danny tells the girls they are a lock to win the costume contest. DJ tells them, well, forget it. <clears throat> as everyone looks towards the kitchen door and we see Michelle dressed up in an adorable pumpkin, pumpkin costume. It is so cute. She's wearing green tights. And she says the word candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so sweet. And DJ says, we are all dead meat. I guess insinuating that Michelle is going to Michelle's win this gonna contest. Win the yes. Absolutely. Um, so that's I mean, with those wigs, open. she's not wrong. Yeah, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Um, and now and Halloween's that, over and back to the real show. <laughs> that, this was such a big investment, I thought, for just a, co- a short little teaser scene. Like they they invested a lot in these costumes, at least the Cleopatra one and the bunny one. And it's like, yeah, no, nope, it was just for a just, short little one minute scene. just for a teaser. Well, they didn't invest in the wigs. I think all the money went to the bunny and the Cleopatra costume. Yeah, true. That's where the whole budget went. (laughs) That's where all the budget went, yeah. So we continue. After the credits, we continue in the living room where Jesse is surrounded by a whole team of mullets and rippers once again. Mullets, rippers, and rat tails. Oh, my. (laughs) If you don't know what a rat tail is, it's it's like a little... One of the rippers had like a small chunk of hair right here, kind of behind his ear. Yeah. That was braided and hanging down. Did it have beads? Did I think it, have, it had beads. Well, not did. only was this like a little braid, he had a ponytail. He had his mullet pulled back in a ponytail. This is the right. This is the ripper on the far left for people right. who are watching the show at home. And um, so he had a ponytail and then he had the little rat tail that went around his neck. That is a choice. That is a bold that choice. That was a very, yeah, I, I do remember there was a phase of rat tails in the 80s oh. and 90s and it, was odd. This, I still don't understand it, but to each their own, you know. It's, it's, it's uh, giving it's Jordan look. Knight in 1989 because Jordan mm. Knight was famous for his rat tail. He had Much a rat longer. tail. Oh yeah, and Danny Wood too. It, that this was wow. this yeah, was the see, thing. This was in the thing. late 80s. <laughs> I, I thought it was incredible. This oh. this ripper yeah, but, was yeah. just stealing the scene. Yep, <laughs> rippers, rat tails, and mullets. Oh my. 
Oh my! Um, so Jesse tells the 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 mullet rippers. Uh, all right, let's take it from <laughs> the, the top. Mullet rippers. The mullet that rippers. sounds that sounds awful. That sounds like <laughs> like some sort of like masked men that go around ripping mullets off of people. <laughs> it's like a horror which, costume, which is right. really, I mean, doing a favor to to, to society and to the people. <laughs> yeah, we we need mullet rippers. We need mullet our, rippers in our <laughs> communities. Yes. <laughs> Um, so they all start to snap in unison as Jesse counts down one, a two, a one, two, three, but Joey interrupts. <laughs> he asks, uh, Jesse, you've never written an advertising jingle before, have you? And Jesse says, no. Joey tells him, well, if you're going to sell this thing, you're going to need something that no one else has. Me. <laughs> and Joey breaks out his harmonica and starts playing a medley. This is so Dave. Which <laughs> was great. Dave's a harmonica. fantastic harmonica player. I agree yeah. with Joey in this situation. I kind of do. He added I'd, a lot I'd, to this. I'd take the rat tail out, put the harmonica in. Just saying. <laughs> Replaced by the harmonica. Uh, but Jesse snatches this harmonica out of his hands and he yells, Lucy, I didn't say you could be in the show. <laughs> and Joey whines, oh, Ricky. So wonderful nod to I yes. Love Lucy there. Um, Jesse dismisses Joey and starts with the Rippers again from the top. And as he's counting down, Danny interrupts him this time. He and DJ are just getting back from the dentist. DJ walks in the door, proudly announces, no cavities, baby. Thank you. And Jesse and Joey hug her in excitement. But then Stephanie slowly walks through the door, moping as Danny Mm. tells the group, Stephanie has her very first cavity. She sits on the step and questions, why do I have to have a filling? I'm going to lose it anyway. It's a baby tooth. I mean, I agree. It's The tooth is coming out. Well, yeah, she's got a point. But I guess you got to, yeah. If you've got an infection in there, you don't want it to linger, you know. I've never had a cavity, so I don't know. What? Yeah. Get out. Like a little, like a like the one they had to seal, but never like a drill. I've never like a drill. No. Wow! No. I've just had other tons of horrible oral surgeries, but yeah, no cavities. Good for yeah. you. Good oral hygiene, Jody Sweeten. <laughs> Very proud of you. I mean, I guess. Yeah, it Great. all started with this episode. It, it all you it learned did. at age six. I learned. I was like, I'm never having this actually happen to me. <laughs> you found your courage, hangy ball. So Joey walks over to a disappointed Stephanie, telling her it's not that bad, and Danny agrees. Stephanie tells them, uh, when somebody says it's not that bad, it's bad, which is kind of true. true. She's got a point. Yeah, when everyone's like, no, 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 you're fine. You're not fine. And you're like, fine. no, I'm being gaslit right now. The six, <laughs> six-year-old's being gaslit I feel adults. pity. I feel pity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesse says he is the perfect thing to cheer her up. She can help him rehearse for his jingle presentation. And Stephanie sadly responds, hot dog. Yeah, this I'm like, great- how, that's... <laughs> That, that's yeah. not a consolation that's prize. Not a consolation for, prize. for a six-year-old. Yeah. Uh, but your delivery of this is great, hot dog. You, hot I mean, this could dog. have been another catchphrase for you. It was so funny. Uh, so Jesse sits Steph and DJ down, uh, pretending that they are important advertising executives, and he starts his presentation. He introduces himself to the advertising ex- executives, explaining that he wrote a jingle for their new water theme park, which is Splash City. He starts off the group, counting down again as they snap in unison, and the group starts to perform an acapella masterpiece. This jingle's really catchy, too. Like most and of them long. are corny. I mean, the longest jingle I've I was like, this is a this is a, a, a single, a long, not a jingle. It's a long jingle. It's a, it's a single. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's it's long. It's catchy. I I enjoyed it. I thought, that, and it sounded very Beach Boys. Well, it was. You know, it was very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was definitely a nod to the Beach Boys before yes. we had the Beach Boys. Well, it was on. not. It was a nod to Surf City, the song. Oh, it sounded very similar go. to Surf City. Uh, so the family loves this jingle. They clap along with the tune. And I then, didn't. Steph was not very impressed though, and I don't know if I was supposed to look that way. But oh. there's one point where they cut to like like DJ and Steph on the chair and you know, DJ's kind of like this and I'm like, you're still bored. You're still pissed about your cavity. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if I was supposed to be or they just caught me in an off moment, but either way it worked. <laughs> yeah. Who knows if this was, who you knows? were directed to do that or if right, you were just right, really bored. Just like, mm, the scene. Yeah, not great. <laughs> it could go either way. So the family's loving it. Uh, they're clapping along and Joey gets up and puts sunglasses on as he worms his way into this group. Joey breaks out his harmonica again and starts adding his own blues melody to the mix. <laughs> so, Dave is so into this. Like, he's so committed to this bit. It's oh, yeah. great. Well, he got to play harmonica. He loves it. Yeah, he loves it. He's good at it. So Jesse stops him, and the group finishes uh, the last line of the jingle. The audience goes crazy along with the rest of the family, and Jesse asks Stephanie what she thinks. She tells him, I think it's going to fall out anyway. It's a baby tooth. <laughs> yep, you're clearly <laughs> just still thinking hilarious. about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I think none of this matters to me. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is not important. This My is not cavity is cavity. important. <laughs> yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm sure every one of our listeners can attest that we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And I carry around quite a few of them myself. I know when I bottle up my problems and emotions, it can start to have a negative effect in my day-to-day -day life. Therapy is my safe space where I can get things off my chest and figure out how to solve the things that are weighing me down. Seriously, therapy is an amazing tool to help you be the best version of yourself. And whether you're aiming to set new boundaries, something that is sometimes missing in our episodes, uh, <laughs> or learn positive coping skills, or learn to heal from trauma, therapy can help. With BetterHelp, all you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HowRude today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HowRude. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. So then we cut to DJ and Stephanie's room where DJ and Kimmy are doing homework. And Well, DJ's doing homework. DJ's, DJ's doing homework. Kimmy is just blatantly copying all of DJ's answers. <laughs> DJ looks at her and points out, um, you even copied my name. And Kimmy starts erasing her name uh, furiously. And we got to talk about these outfits. Like, I feel like, okay, first of all, me, like I'm wearing this I think we're finally starting to lean into the Gibbler fashion. You know, I've got like hot pink and purple zigzags with big pink sleeves. Very patterny. Oh yeah, definitely. This is where the Gibbler fashion is starting to take off. I mean, I definitely, and also uh, I am wearing a sweater with Scotties on it. Which which I was in the last episode too. And because I'm so well prepared, I also am in the next episode as well. In episode four, I also have a Scotty sweater. Did you have a Scotty dog as a child? Like why? No, where did this my, come like from? I said, my mom did when she was like 20. It was her first, but I don't think, I don't oh. know. And also like, where are they finding all of this? Why were Scotty <laughs> dogs so popular in the late know. 80s, early 90s? What happened? I don't know. I don't know. It's great. I, your commitment to this, yeah, to this b- bit. Both black Scotties and white Scotties. Yeah. I, I, but yeah, on your different equal sweaters. opportunity yeah. And Scotty there's one lover. coming next week too, so. Uh, and then we have to talk about DJ's sweater too. She's got this wild striped sweater. I think it says berries on it. Says it says berries. Sure. It's got a little farmer boy on it who okay. looks like he's wearing chaps, but I can't. I don't, It. I kept staring at that too. I didn't right? know if it was like a handkerchief or it was like assless chaps. It, I mean, I'm, <laughs> it looked like. Fairly certain it's not the assless chaps. Uh, those weren't done, I think, until a little bit later by Prince. But I do feel like it's it's deceiving you can't quite tell it's distracting it's what it is it's very distracting yeah Yeah, and like berries I don't what were they doing well why in the 80s were they just throwing random things on shirts I don't know why I don't know this was berries scotty dogs what's happening is this was um a little bit of a departure from the 3d sweaters Similar, but a little different from the 3D sweaters you wore last season. Yeah, but I do have, well, don't worry, there's more. Oh, there's more 3D sweaters coming. And then these, I think, even had like little bows that were in 3D. So there was still Uh, a a 3D effect to the sweater. Because apparently it wasn't good if you, unless you, it had things hanging off of it. You were very consistent with your wardrobe choices. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I love it. Um. Okay, so Kimmy's erasing DJ's name off her homework, and Stephanie walks in and greets the girls as she's brushing her teeth. Kimmy asks, what are you doing? And Steph says, brushing away my cavity. DJ tells her that she's been brushing it for three days straight. And Kimmy, Kimmy gets up, and she decides to break the news to Steph. You can't just brush it away. You can't wish it away. You have to drill it away. And then she starts making these scary drill sounds just to <laughs> annoy Stephanie. Do you really? I, no wonder Stephanie and Kimmy were always frenemies. You just tortured this poor child. I loved it. I loved it. Was really yeah, funny, didn't you torture it was re- you? So, and so true. Like, so, I watched my kids. So true. <laughs> yep. Yep. I just wanted to 
torture you and put put a little bit of fear in you just right. to make your yeah. anxiety a little bit worse, you know? You could always count on Kimmy for that. Um, so then she asks Stephanie if she's ever heard of Kathy Santoni. This the is our first, first mention, mention of, of the, Kathy the great and infamous Kathy Santoni. Right. <laughs> I love that she hadn't even been cast yet, but we're already like talking about her. She was, yeah, she was a name. We brought her name up a ton. A Kathy ton. She was like the the it girl for, you mm-hmm. know, DJ and Kimmy. Yep. She went through several metamorphoses, but yes. uh, yeah, this is great. So Kimmy says that Kathy went in for a filling and got her mouth wired shut and had to eat through a hole in her throat. Stephanie hears this and starts brushing her cavity with two <laughs> two breath toothbrushes. <laughs> Can never have too many. Two's Two is better than one. Uh, so at this moment, Danny walks into the girls' room and says, guess who's here? And Kimmy guesses, uh, you. I'm <laughs> like, duh. And Danny says, well, yes, uh, but there's someone else. We hear a knock on the bedroom door, and the man on the other side says, it's Grandpa Katsopoulos. Open up. Ah, finally, someone we're referring to as Grandpa and making some family connections. Yes, finally. It only took one season and a name change, too. This is, I believe, right? the first reference to Katsopoulos. We've changed from Cochrane to Katsopoulos. I think we've mentioned it. I think it may have been mentioned before the name change. We mentioned change. it before this? Okay, Maybe. New this, new this season. New, but yeah, new, yeah. New this season. Um, no, I think it was changed in the first season. Was it? It was. I don't with it I don't just remember. like halfway through, but it was never really mentioned. Like it wasn't like there, you know, we didn't quite like hang a hat on it necessarily. Right. But we right, had changed okay. it, but now this is yeah, now we have Grandpa Katsopolis. Now we have we have other Katsopoli. Yes. And so we yes. say this name about eighty four times in the entire episode. Right. <laughs> so Danny opens the door, he reveals that Stephanie and DJ's grandma and grandpa are there. Each one of them gives each girl a giant hug, and then Grandma Katsopoulos yells, switch, and the girls get to hug the other grandparent. Oh, my gosh, this is so cute. Like, this couple is a force. You know, grandma and grandpa, they look like grandparents. They are connected to the kids. They're excited. I didn't realize realize that we had, uh, like, East Coast Italian Greeks yeah, in the family oh, though, heavy like, accents. It was vi- heavy accents and the heavy Italian and the. Thi- I was like, I did not. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize this. And do they live in San Francisco? I was trying to figure that out. Because that's know implied where they live. Yeah, that is because Grandpa talks about but the cockroaches and the rats right. and and getting to places and doing. And anyway, that comes up later. But um, but yeah, I did not realize that they were so like Italian, Greek, East Coast oh, vibe. Yeah. Yeah, and they've right. got personalities to prove oh my it. God, they are amazing. just dominating personalities. Yes. I love it. They're selling this. So Kimmy uh, interrupts and she says goodbye to DJ since they have company. And uh, Grandpa Nix stops her and asks if she's still copying people's homework. Kimmy shrugs and admits, oh, I'm trying to cut down. <laughs> See, even Grandpa's got Kimmy's yeah. number. So Steph starts brushing her cavity with two toothbrushes again. And Grandma Irene points out, I see you're stressing good oral hygiene. Stephanie tells them, uh, Kimmy Gibbler said I have to get mouth wires and eat through a hole in my throat. She's still panicked. Yeah. Danny reminds her that Kimmy has a tendency to, um, sometimes Kimmy's imagination, after stuttering for a minute, uh, trying to find the right words to describe Kimmy, Danny lands on telling her, Kimmy's an airhead. We are finally leaning into this. Kimmy's an airhead. She's annoying. Like, the, they're building up this character. Yes. And it's true. You know, she's copying homework. Of course she's an airhead. Yeah. 
So DJ gets straight to the point, asking Grandpa Nick if he has anything that needs unwrapping. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. Danny shakes his head, telling DJ that's tacky. She can't expect presents every time they visit. Then Danny pats Nick and asks him, well, did you get me anything? And they share a laugh. Uh, and uh, Nick explains to the girls, or maybe Danny, Danny explains to the girls, we give each other love, not toys and bags of money. Grandpa agrees. Uh, that's very true. And she tells Danny she wants to see Michelle. She wants to know if Michelle has learned to say grandma yet. And Danny tells her, oh, she's working on it. Right now it sounds more like granola. <laughs> So Danny takes grandma to go see Michelle, but Nick stays back saying that he wants to finish his lecture with Steph and DJ. He explains, you can't expect presents every time we pop over. He gives Irene and Danny the okay to leave. And as soon as they do, he reaches into his pocket and gives them each five bucks. He reminds them they can't tell grandma. And so they seal their lips and throw away the key. It's a very grandpa move. Such a grandpa move. Let me just give you some cash on the side. I love it. I love this. Uh, man, Nick and Irene have so much chemistry in this. They are such a great couple. We cut to the kitchen. Joey's making pasta sauce and tells Grandma Irene to try it. Mm. She sniffs it and says, I'd rather eat the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> she tells the boys she'll make a nice eggplant parmesan. Ah. Joey asks, what can I do to help? And Irene tells him, go to your room. Dang, why is grandma so hostile towards Joey? Like, what you just... Because he's a terrible cook. Look, Italian women take their cooking very seriously. Oh, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. She's offended by this bad cookie. By this bad cookie. Right, this bad Of her heritage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That makes more sense. So Nick walks downstairs and he sees Michelle and he says, Oh, I want to eat that face for dessert. And Joey responds, Well, thanks, Nick, but I got to (laughs) run. Danny tells Irene and Nick that Jesse should be back any minute and he has to run to the station to go tape some promos. So Nick starts playing with Michelle, joking that he's got her nose. Michelle starts scrunching up her nose or scrunching up her whole face, playing along with him. It's so cute. It was very cute. He sets her down on her little bouncing horse and announces to Irene, I have a terrific idea. Let's have another baby. (laughs) And Irene tells him, sweetie, If your brain was a pasture, the sheep would starve. (laughs) He defends himself and tells her, well, I read in the National Intruder that a 95-year-old great-grandmother gave birth to twins. And Irene snaps back, uh, and she had a 19-year-old boyfriend. My goodness. How old are these grandparents? I kind of feel like they're maybe the same age we are right now. Like oh God, no! They're I think a little, a little older, maybe fifties. They must be well, not much. 50. Well, if Danny, well, but Jesse is twenty five. So yeah, maybe so they're yeah, in their they're 50s. like I would, I'd yeah, I'd say fifties early. You know, they had them they, when they were in their early twenties, young, but they yeah. look great. They look great for grandparents. They look fantastic. Is all I'm well, I mean, you know, they've they the the offspring was you know Jesse and Pamela, so they had, they had yeah. good looking kids. So Nick walks towards Irene, asking her, what are you saying? Are you saying I'm running out of gas? He questions her, well, what about last night? Was I out of gas I then? was like, well, I don't need to know about Grandma and Grandpa Katsopoulos' oh. sex life. Uh, this, is, this was, I, oh yeah. And then I was like, now I see where Jesse gets it. Because they're yes. making out, and there's people in the room. And I'm like, no one in this family 
has any sort of boundaries when it no. comes to this stuff. Like now it makes sense. I go, oh, this was, they were always making out in the kitchen and Jesse and, you know, would walk in. And so that's why he's like, no, it's totally acceptable behavior to be randomly making out with someone in a room where there's other people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, the, the, the Katsopolis jeans are very strong. Very strong. <laughs> so very strong. strong. It's Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because then they we're talking about a Texaco station. Oh, yeah. Not running. Irene is like, hey, like, you're ah, a Texaco yeah, station. Yeah, and they start okay. making out like they they these they're still getting it on. Like the, I'm sorry, I mean, these grandparents are no goals. judgment. Very proud, goals. especially now that you know we're as we approach them. Like they're they're young, they're babies. Look look at them. Yeah, but you know, yeah. it uh it was I again, some of these moments surprise me for the show that I thought that we did. You know what I mean? Like right. I thought we never like I don't know. I just thought we'd never had sort of racy jokes like that. But I'm like, no, I guess we did. Or did we just, we were so young. Did these jokes just go right over our heads? Maybe. Or well, like, the jokes went right over our heads. Normally they weren't, those type of jokes weren't done with kids necessarily in the room or in the shot. But like, True. I just, we never, I never watched the show. So I had no idea. Yeah. I just never realized how, like that we would say hell or that we would, you know, make like sex jokes or there was, you know, yeah. like those kinds of things. I never... Now I kind of get maybe why adults were like, oh, I liked it. You know, like it, there were some jokes in there that were for me. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, not me personally, but No, adults. but like for, for the, the adults yeah, and yeah. the children can get equal enjoyment yeah. out of this show. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, innuendos abound, not just with the Sea Cruise episode, but all throughout the series. <laughs> There's lots of yes. innuendos. Oh, yes. And that's okay. So they're making out. Michelle sees this and she sticks a hand over her mouth like she's shocked, which is so funny. Right. <laughs> and then uh, DJ and Steph walk in on them next, announcing uh, kids in the room. Thank you. Thank you. Someone. Uh, so Irene and Nick immediately break it up. They're greeting the kids in embarrassment, uh, which is funny. And Steph tells them that, hey, Uncle Jesse is back with some big news. And so Grandma Irene pulls the girls in quickly. She hands each of them five bucks, reminding them of their deal. Don't tell grandpa. So the girls once again seal their lips and throw away the key. <laughs> Michelle is watching all of this and she just says, me, money. <laughs> so, yes. hey, starting them young, you know, yep. age, age one and Money. a half or whatever she is. Yeah. She's already wanting to dip into this grand grandparents. Well, she knows fund. how the grandparents work, you know. We cut to the living room where um, Nick is scolding Jesse, telling him, he let him off work early today to do his music hobby, Ooh. but tomorrow he'll need him in real early. Yeah, I know Not I cringed. Supportive. Yeah, this little little music hobby. Right. Uh. Jesse understands this, but he tells his dad, "Hey, he's got great news." Nick interrupts and says, "Well, I got great news too. Fraser Street is crawling with cockroaches. It's an exterminator's dream." Cockroaches, oh, by the way. He does a very, he East Coast, a very East Coast cockroaches. So now we're aware that this is a family business. We've known yes. for a while that Jesse's an exterminator, but now we know that it's, now we know. it's a family. It's a Katsopoli right. uh, family business. And Nick is very into this family business. Uh, so the family walks in and Steph asks Jesse, what is the big news? Jesse announces that the advertising company bought his very first jingle. He sold it. Yay. All right. The family is happy. The audience even applauds. And DJ puts her finger on Jesse and remarks, the man is hot. I like it. I like yep. it. This is now almost like a catchphrase for her. Yep. Uh, Jesse looks to his father for approval. And Nick just tells him, good going. Now back to the real wor world. Cockroaches. 
I'll pick you up at 5 a.m. We attack at dawn. Uh, yeah. But Papa, Papa Katsopoulos is just not, not Papa getting, getting it. Yeah, Papa no. Katsopoulos. <laughs> he's not very supportive. He, yeah, it's he's not. He's not as excited about this as Jesse is. I mean, I get it. It's, you know, sometimes a very like, look, this is what's going to actually provide money and an income and a thing. But, you know, Jesse's selling jingles, which apparently is just a thing that you do. No, it's Jesse so wants his father's approval that his father just seems very practical. You know, right. you got to get a right, job right, to right. support your right. family. That's yep. it's a very old school way of thinking, but very practical too. Yeah. Uh, so next we are in Jesse's room. Jesse and Irene walk in and she's happy to see that uh, there's a poster of Sinatra on the wall. And she says, ah, there is a God. I, apparently that we're leaning into the Italian now because we didn't know yep. that Jesse was Italian. So now we've got to put some Sinatra posters up on the wall, make it a thing. <laughs> it's in evidence. It's yes. in, right, right, right. It's like, if it's on the wall of the room, that means it is important to that person and is a huge part of their life. <laughs> yep. Even if it's only there for a week. Right, right. They'll be tearing it down right, right after right. the taping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesse says he's doing a little redecorating. And Irene asks, so you didn't call me up here to talk about redecorating, did you? Jesse smiles and asks how she knew that. And Irene reminds him that she gave birth to him. She powdered that little tushy. <laughs> she starts patting his little tushy as she says this, and Jesse laughs, forcing her to stop so that they can finally sit down and talk. He starts off by saying, I want to talk to you about my life and my music, and I hope you'll understand. Irene assures him that she will understand. She tells him, it's me. I'm hip. I'm with it. I'm bad. Who's bad? I'm bad. You know it. And she encourages him to, to talk it out, to talk to her. Jesse tells her, I've been working as an exterminator to earn a living until my band made it. Selling this jingle made me realize I can earn a living playing music right now. The bottom line is, I don't want to work with pop anymore. Irene sighs, admitting, oh, I knew this day was coming, and I was hoping I'd be dead when it did. Jesse confirms, yeah, he's going to flip out, isn't he? Irene tells him, well, he's always dreamed that you would take over the family business and follow in his footsteps. But you got to follow your own dreams. So you tell him, but when you do it, do it with love. Jesse puts his hand to his chest and repeats, love. Thanks, Ma. Right at this moment, Nick walks in and he sees the Sinatra poster and he says, oh, well, when he sings, you understand the words. Jesse tells him, well, you turned me on to Frank. Pop, you know your music. Nick responds, Greeks invented music. And Irene butts in, yeah, and Italians perfected it. <laughs> okay. Jesse grabs his dad and asks him to sit. Jesse starts the conversation providing examples of the way his life is changing and how he's really growing up, which includes cutting his hair, which is cutting a his sign hair, that is... he's reached adulthood, apparently. I, yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's a, it's a big moment in Jesse's life. I cut life. my hair. I'm living in a room with pink bunnies. I'm an adult now. Yes, yes. They're surrounded by pink bunnies right. during this whole conversation. So Jesse tells Nick, I think it's time I made a real commitment to my career. His dad is shocked, saying, you're finally ready to be a partner? Oh, he's ecstatic, telling Jesse, 27 years ago, I started out with nothing but a fly swatter and a dream. Today, over one billion squashed. Irene joins in this conversation, telling her husband that he's not listening to what Jesse is trying to say. Nick assures her, hey, when it comes to my son, I don't need your help. Ooh. Ooh. And Irene snaps back, oh, really? I suppose when he was born, you went into labor. 
Nick gets defensive. What do you think? Carrying you out to the car wasn't labor? This is, I kind of love them fighting together. They're like, all of a sudden they're in it and it's a whole other thing. And you see why Jesse's like, no one's listening. No. Yes. Yes. They're off on a tangent. They're big. They're the Bickersons. They're fighting and about like ridiculous stuff too. Uh, And Irene is like, oh, what? Starting up with the weight again. That was love weight. And so there's just, they're bickering, they're arguing. And Jesse gets up. He's trying to get them to stop this. Jesse finally blurts out, pop. I find I found a way to make money doing something I love, music. And Nick just mocks him and he says, "Oh, you're going to make a living with this, Mr. Musician? How many records have you sold?" Jesse sighs and he Ouch. says, "None." Yeah. Oh. And Nick asks, "Well, how many bugs have you killed?" And Jesse rolls his eyes and says, "Millions." Nick smiles and tells Jesse, "Stick with a winner." Ouch. I mean, Nick's got a point, he could, but he's being he so unsupportive. Both. Yeah, he, he could do yeah. both. I also, I'm going to say, Jesse's quitting his job after selling one jingle for $800. It's a bit abrupt. That is not, it's a bit abrupt. And it's, yeah. it's, it is, you know, I can see his dad being like, this isn't a very mature decision. You said that you're being an adult, but how are you going to, you know. How are you going to support yourself? Yeah. God, yeah. now that I'm in, a, now that I, I have kids, I'm like, oh my. Yeah, when you're 25, you're like, I'm just going to follow my dream. I'm going to be creative. Right. But, and then but also you, you want your parents to be pay, supportive. Like, mm. So like, you know, also, yeah. yes. Oh, There's so a balance hard. and neither of these men are achieving this balance. So Jesse argues, I can't do something just because you want me to do it. We're two totally different people. Nick argues that they're the same. And Jesse assures him they're different. They go back and forth until they yell in unison, will you listen to me? And they walk in away in annoyance at the same time. And With they the both hair thing. do the hair. They rub right, their yeah. hands through their hairs at the same time. It's great. <laughs> they both have great hair. Jesse tells him he's made up his mind. And Nick asks, meaning what? And Jesse says, meaning I quit. <gasps> Nick Don't tries to convince him he can't quit. He built this, be- this business for Jesse. Jesse re- reiterates, it's not what I want to do. Nick tells him to quit, and Jesse screams that he is. Nick yells at his son, if you're out of the family business, you're out of the family. Wow. And we cut that, to a dramatic commercial break. Yes, that, that is that's a lot. harsh. That's a that's lot. Harsh. You can disagree with your child's choices without- Kick them out of the family. Kick them out of the family. Yeah. Nick mm-hmm. is taking this hard. Poor Jesse. Like, I actually feel really bad for Jesse. Yeah, I do In too. this whole episode. I do yep. too. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So uh, after the commercial, after the dramatic commercial break, we cut to Michelle's room. Danny is reading Goodnight Moon to Michelle, trying to help her read the words. Jesse is watching from the doorway and finishes one of the words before Michelle does. Danny asks if he'd like to help put Michelle to bed. And Jesse says, no, I just want to watch a great dad in action. He tells Mm -hmm. Danny, you listen to her. You try to understand her problems. You accept her for who she is, her goals, her values. Danny points out that she's a two-year-old. Her goal is to eat with a fork. (laughs) It's true. And Jesse responds, yet still... You respect that. (laughs) Danny's catching on to what's going on here, and he decides to cut the story short tonight with Michelle because Uncle Jesse needs him more than Michelle does. So he puts Michelle in her crib and says, good night, little mouse. And she Mm. responds, good night, daddy. Oh, it was so cute. That was like the first, that was the first good night, daddy, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, She's she's learning her words. Yeah, now that she's, now that uh, Ashley and Mary Kate are talking more, they're definitely giving them more to to say. Yeah, they have actual lines now. Yeah, yeah. Which is so great. So Danny exits. He turns out the light, which I was very excited to see that Michelle doesn't have to sleep in the dark. I was was like, thank God, the child's sleeping in the dark. Yeah. So we cut immediately to the hallway where Jesse is slumped down against the wall. Danny asks if he's tried calling his dad. And Jesse responds, what's the point? He kicked me out of the family. Danny tells him, well, the point is you're sitting on the floor in the hallway like a potted plant. Danny forces him up so that they can go talk about it. They walk into Jesse's room where Jesse goes straight to his bed and Danny exclaims, look at this room. It's a mess. Jesse glares at him and he apologizes. It just slipped out. I Danny was like, I have become Danny Tanner because every time I walk in my kid's room, I'm like, yeah, sure. I can. What is happening? This is disgusting. And they're like, I need you, mom. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Yep. You're like, no, focus on the focus, the, focus the pe- on the problem. Pep talk right. you're about to give. Right. But, but also, yeah. is that garbage? Right. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Yes. Did you leave dirty dishes and forks in here last night? So Danny sits next to Jesse on the bed and ensures him, I know Nick. He didn't mean it. He's just a hot headed, stubborn guy. But underneath all that anger is more anger. <laughs> and he concludes, But underneath all that is a man who's really hurting because he really loves you. Mm. Jesse sighs and says, well, he's got to stop trying to run my life. I'm 25 years old. God, how is he only 25 years old? Like, (laughs) still blows my mind. Babies. Jesse says, he's got to start accepting me as an adult who can make his own decisions. It's my life and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make me happy. Daddy nods and he says, good. 
are you happy? And Jesse admits, no, I'm miserable. Danny advises, you're not going to be happy until you do everything you can to make things right with your father. You have to reach out to him. Danny starts to tuck Jesse in, telling him to sleep on it. Danny smiles, saying, good night, little mouse. And Jesse laughs and says, good night. Danny closes the door and turns off the lights. Jesse looks at the clock and he, the realization hits him. What am I doing? It's only seven o'clock. And he gets up and leaves the I room. Thought we were, I was like, are we going for another dream sequence in this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it felt like a setup. If I was like, oh, we're a going, montage yeah. or a dream sequence. A montage. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so we cut to DJ and Steph's room. Steph is in DJ's bed, sleep talking and saying, no, dentist, I'm not going. I'm not going. As she's talking, she's rolling all around, all over DJ, waking her up and prompting DJ to ask, may I help you? Steph sleepily asks, where am I? And DJ scoffs, saying, in my bed. What are you doing here? Apparently, I still sleep like that, just all over the place, (laughs) talking in my sleep. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you're not a sleepwalker, but you're a not sleep- a sleepwalker, but I, but I I definitely occupy much more space than I need. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, luck, lucky Mescal. For- yeah, yeah. He's thrilled. Yeah. Um. So Stephanie admits she doesn't know why she's in DJ's bed. She had a bad dream, and she says, "I was running in a forest, and all the trees were dentists, and they were chasing me, yelling, open wide, open wide.' That would be terrifying. That is a terrifying dream." DJ dismisses her, saying, it was just a dream. And Stephanie wonders, how do you know you're not a dream, telling me it's just a dream? Stephanie pinches DJ and confirms, yes, I'm awake. And DJ is angry. She says, you're supposed to pinch yourself, not me, you little nerd bomber. (laughs) It worked anyway. It did. (laughs) Stephanie apologizes and admits she is not herself. She confesses, I'm really afraid of the dentist. DJ tells her, well, that's just because she's a little kid. She tells Steph a story that a long time ago, back when I was a little kid, I was afraid of getting sucked down the drain in the bathtub. When you were one year old, I put you in the tub and pulled the plug. And when you didn't go anywhere, I knew it was safe. (laughs) Such a sibling thing to do. Just like, I put you in danger. It was fine. So I think it's okay for me. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Right. Such an older sister thing. Right. And Stephanie's a little horrified. She says, you tried to send me down the drain? And DJ says, well, you were only a year old. I hardly knew you. (laughs) Like, that makes it okay. And it's also funny because it, it, like, the dentist getting sucked down the drain, like, such things that kids are terrified of. Mm -hmm. My kid's terrified of being sucked down the drain. It's just... It's something, yeah, just like I used to be afraid of jumping off my bed and the monsters being able to grab right, my right, ankles. Right, right, right. I'm still a little bit like that. I don't like my foot hanging out. It's got to be under the covers or completely on the bed because they can yeah. reach it if you're sl- hanging over the border of the mattress. But as right. long as you're within that, monsters can't get you. Yeah. You're fine. You can't have any limbs hanging out no, or hanging no, over. You no, who sleeps like that? In. Completely unsecured. No. I can't. <laughs> got to secure your limbs before yes, you sleep. Yes, yes. Um, so we switch to a new a new scene and a new set. We're in the dentist's office, mm. and Steph is in her chair. Uh, you've got some great hair. Like I've noticed, your hair's really long in this episode. My hair was longer, and I believe permed. I it lo- I, I was wondering, it. and I think this. I don't know if this was. I think some at some point in my perming uh, hair stages. I permed it and it like damaged my hair really bad and just like oh. flaked off as perms are 
you know, as perms do. to do as they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very curly eighties. Like it looked, it looked like it was permed and then you kind of brushed it out once it dried. So at least you didn't have to wear those pink rollers anymore at night that your mom used to put That's in your hair true. with the dippity do. So That's true. I just fried my hair off with a perm. So yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. You know, you trade one problem for another. It's true. Okay. So the dentist is asking Stephanie if she's ready to open her mouth. Her lips are sealed shut as she shakes her head and musters out, mm-mm-mm. The dentist asks, well, then how am I going to fill your cavity? With her lips sealed shut, Steph makes a mm noise again. <laughs> Joey is with her and he asks the doctor if he and Stephanie can just have a moment alone. Joey walks over to Steph and tells her, I know this isn't as much fun as the circus, but you have to be brave. So you know what you're going to need? Courage. Steph opens her mouth and asks, courage? Oh, then she realizes she opened her mouth and immediately says, oh, I mean, mm-mm. <laughs> and she seals her lips back up. Joey references the cowardly lion in The Wizard of Oz and does a spot-on impersonation of him. Great impersonation. Great impression. This is a great callback to that. Joey's three-minute impersonation of the whole Wizard of Oz. Right, right, right. You know, a twister, a twister. A yeah. twister, a twister back in season one. He reminds Steph that the cowardly lion thought he needed the wizard to give him courage, but he really had it all along, and so do you. Joey tells her everyone keeps their courage in a different place. He points to his earlobes and says that's where he keeps his courage. Stephanie asks, well, where do you think my courage is? Joey admits that he doesn't know, and then he looks around and pulls out a dental tool, pretending that it's a courage detector. She tells him, well, last time I was here, it was a spit sucker. <laughs> Joey shrugs and says, oh, yeah, well, it does that, too. So he holds up the spit sucker and tells Steph, let's find out where your courage is. He starts to move this tool across Steph's arm as he's making these beeping noises going up to Which her mouth. Which feels very unsanitary, by the way. It does. Like, this is going to go in your mouth. It's going to go in my mouth. You can't be wiping it on my sleeve. Anyway, it was the 80s. They didn't sterilize <laughs> right, yeah, as didn't, well no, as they do fine. now. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, so he finally reaches her mouth and he makes this alarm noise. That's where her courage is. Joey grabs a small mirror to show Steph where her courage is. And he explains, you see that little hangy ball thing? And she says, yes. And uh, admits, well, I thought that was just there for, for decoration. And he's like, no, that's your courage hangy ball. I, we just Which had this discussion. Up. We just had it. We, I'm telling you, we keep doing this. We had the discussion with Dave with the puppet, and I was like, "Oh my god, look!" And, and we said it looks like the little thing in the back of his throat, and that was why he laughed. He was like, "Oh, the courage hangy ball." The courage hangy ball. Yes, I'm sure we, he remembered that reference. We were like, and then this week, I'm like, "Oh my god, he yeah." It was a but like again, so funny the timing it, of this. We just um, can't get away from losing turtles and 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 courage hangy balls and yeah we keep That's, living in a full house episode i think these lines are just embedded in our subconscious maybe and we don't know why we remember we remember it as our subconscious but not actively so until we watch these episodes we're like oh yeah that's why that's yeah probably into my brain. i'm sure yeah you know? it's in there floating around somewhere yeah Okay, so I, I, the I thought it was there for decoration. Steph says, I thought it was there for decoration. For de which is you're, hilarious. Yes, you're ep epiglottis. I, I love, I much prefer the name Courage Hangy Ball to Epiglottis. It's just, I think they should change the definition. In That's a, what I call it. <laughs> courage Hangy Ball. Yeah. Uh, so the dentist walks back in and asks Steph if she's ready to give it a try. Steph obliges and Joey kind of flicks his earlobes, signaling, hey, don't forget about your courage. 
She looks at him and tells him, you better not be kidding me about this hangy ball business. And uh, Dennis, Dennis gets to work. And then the Novocaine comes out and it all goes yes. south. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we needed a, a, a video of Steph with the, with the, what do you call it? The, the mouth device where you get the, what do you call it? What, what do you call it? What do you t- the mouth device? The Courage Hangy Ball thing? Where no, you get the like the sucker. sleepy, it makes you sleepy and then it makes you kind of high where you're. <laughs> oh, that's, that's only if you get, like, they don't give that to you normally. Oh, like, that's not for cavities? That's, you just no, get like a, a that's Novocaine? for oral surgery. Oh. They give you that, like not nitrous oxide, um, uh, not, but that's usually the word I was they just for. no. They shoot you with the little uh, novocaine. Okay, no, not nearly as interesting yeah. as when you get the. But, nitrous- me, but I think if you have a really horrible time with the dentist, they will give you some of the like like uh, laughing gas to kind of mellow you out a little bit. Oh yeah, I I, I request it when I go in. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, can I hit, can, can I you have hit me that? Up with some yeah. of that. <laughs> uh, so we we cut back to the living room. Jesse is sitting on the couch with Michelle. He has his guitar and she has her little toy guitar. He asks her to sing, I got you, babe. And she's able to say, I got babe. That is so <laughs> cute. It's so cute. Jesse continues strumming, telling her, well, that settles it. You'll be sunny. And he tells her to sing it again. And this time she says, I want a babe. <laughs> close. Very close. Almost. But she gets full credit for, for this. She's so cute. Uh, Irene and Nick walk in. And Nick throws his arms up in the air when he sees Jesse. And he tells Irene, I thought you said Barney Manilow wasn't going to be here. <laughs> and Jesse tells him, I asked Ma to bring you over here. Nick shrugs and tells him, well, he has nothing to say. Irene snaps at him and says, find something to say. I can't stand you two not speaking to each other. There are two men in this world that I love more than anyone. Marcello Mastrioani and one of you guys. <laughs> Which... I didn't know who this was, but uh, he's apparently an Italian actor who died in 1996, best known yes. for the movies Eight and a Half and La Dolce Vita. Vita, yes. Got it. Okay. Uh, so Jesse asks if they took Market Street to get here. And this, Nick asks, Market Street at this hour? What am I, an idiot? Is this why you called me over here? Jesse gets defensive, saying, what are you yelling at me for? This is the small talk. We haven't right, even gotten to the down. fight yet. Nick is triggered. Wow. Yeah, he is. He is a angry, angry little man. He's a very angry man. It's that Katsopolis, you know, I, that, yeah. that angst. That hot-headedness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick argues, yes, we have. We've gotten to the fight. If you think that I'm going to admit that I was wrong, you're crazy. My only son quits the family business. I mean, Irene interrupts this argument, bringing Michelle into the room, saying she wants to visit Grandpa. Good distraction, Irene. Mm-hmm. Smart. Nick's demeanor immediately changes, saying, uh, this isn't fair. I was steamed. I want to stay steamed. He takes Michelle in his arms and tries to get her to say grandpa. Irene tells Nick, we have a wonderful son. He loves you very much, and you love him. Now forgive him, or we're getting Ozzy and Harriet beds. So Jesse continues the conversation. He says, I want out of the family business, but I don't want out of the family. Nick starts to walk away, and Jesse pleads, well, what do you think? I, I woke up yesterday and I said, oh, what should I do today? Make an omelet or break my father's heart? Jesse tells him, this is the one of the hardest things I've ever done, but you can't throw me out of the family. I am your son. Yeah. And I'm kind of distracted by how far forward they are in the set. Like it feels like they're almost in the camera aisle 
Because they're not like back, like they're not on the couch. They're not like they're so they're far very forward. Far forward. Yeah, yeah, but I think I mean once we moved the second couch, we definitely had a lot more business. In, like by those two blue chairs there, kind That's of. That's true. That's true. Okay, so Nick argues I didn't build a business to sell to some stranger. You really messed up my dream. And Jesse asks him, "What about my dream? Don't yeah. you want to see me happy?" Bingo. Exactly, yep. Jesse. Nick tells him yes. And Jesse questions, then why can't you be proud of me? Nick stands up yelling, who said I wasn't proud of you? Jesse is surprised, asking, you're proud of me? You're proud of me for standing up to you and doing what I believe in? And Nick responds, no, no, I hate that. (laughs) He shakes his head and tells Jesse, I told you, you really messed up my dream. But you came through on another dream. The one about you growing up to be the kind of man I respect. When your sister died... May she rest in peace. Finally, the we're whole, talking about Pam finally. and the relate. Like the, I, we get to this point, I was like, "Oh, thank, thank God. God!" Like we're finally having a moment where it's like, "Yeah, yes." Yeah, how I, are you going to kick your son out of the family when your daughter just died, bro? You won't have any Your children left, not, right? Yeah, it's not the time to be ridding people out of your family, you know? <laughs> no, I'm so glad they finally brought up dead yes. Pam because yes. I was like, "Where, where is this in in any of the grief filled conversations?" Right. Uh, So he says, when your sister died, the whole family was devastated. And the way you moved in here and you pulled us all together, the sacrifices you made to help Danny raise our granddaughters, that really made me proud. This is such a nice moment. It is. This is this this made a quick I'm turn. I'm so and glad so, that we got to have this moment, though. This I mean, was it, very it goes satisfying. away quickly, but it <laughs> it only lasted 15 seconds. But well, it, which is a, a lot of emotion in a sitcom. Yeah, it, it definitely, it hit the emotional beat so that yep. I was craving and it was very satisfying. Uh, Jesse thanks him and says, but I'm a musician and I want you to be proud of me for that too. I want you in my corner. Nick sighs, realizing that he might've been a little rough on him. He admits, I'm never gonna be happy about this music thing, but I'm always going to be in your corner. He laughs and he tells him, I'm your old man. They give each other a big hug, and Jesse yells to his mom that she can come back in now. Irene appears from the kitchen and tells him, I never left. (laughs) Steph walks in through the door, announcing, ta-da! And Joey tells them that they are back from the dentist. Steph tells them, it was great! She received a goodie bag, and then she starts showing everyone what she got. A Snoopy toothbrush, dental floss, cinnamon, and sugarless gum. Very tasty. I, and I can see you concentrating hard on with the prop. You have the prop business. You've got the lines. That's Props, kind of hard. It's multitasking. Lines, it yeah. is. And it's all, yeah. I, everything's always great in a scene until you hand an actor props. And then we're like, oh, no. Now I've got to do things and the lines and yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's a lot harder than you would think to to manage props and your lines. At well, because you're time. trying to have a normal rhythm of like how you talk, but also pull the prop out at the same time. And sometimes for like a five, six year old, that that's a lot to think. Yeah, about. yeah, that's a lot of business. And Dave is <laughs> Dave's helping you out because you're kind of handing him the thing so you don't get bogged down by yes. props. Yes, I was going to make a comment, and then I realized that was actually for next week's episode. So I'm going to say, oh, that okay, that was- hold it, <laughs> hold it like, for next wait, week's. Episode. Oh no, wait, sorry, that was the one I got ahead on. <laughs> Um, Stephanie tells everyone that for her next birthday, forget the clown, she wants a dentist. And that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Great little button on that episode. Everyone's happy. Everyone's made up. Everyone's happy. Back in the family. We've had a moment about Pam. Then everyone's sad. We had a courage hangy ball. We've got 
Italian grandmas and yeah. making and, out, making out with make, grandpa, getting it on in the yeah, in the in the kitchen. Uh, and and then, you know, Steph makes it through the dentist. Yes. All is well in the Tanner household. I was happy to finally have a Jesse episode where I wasn't irritated with him, where I actually felt right. really bad for him. And I <laughs> right? kind of understood like, finally more I about was his like, character. Oh. Yeah. It makes all it makes sense why Jesse keeps having this these midlife crises at age twenty five. Right, um, he gets it from Nick. Nick it is hot headed yeah, and, and impulsive. Nick's hot-head, exactly, kind of impulsive, mm-hmm. loses it, gets frustrated. Yeah, it it definitely like so many kind of questions and where things kind of came from. Like, ah, oh, okay, this makes sense now. Ah, oh, great episode. Such Do you a have great any episode. Everywhere though. you looks. Do you have any? Uh, or maybe not, because you just watched that episode. Of course, it was the other ago. Right. Um, <laughs> no, but I, for me, it was the I, my everywhere you look. We already kind of talked about, but it was the more Scotties on oh, the, the sweater. On the sweater, so many Scotties. We got to keep a Scotty count, a running right? tally of Scotties. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have an everywhere you look? Well, not a great one, but um, I just kept noticing these the baby gates. Were there always baby gates in the living room set by the stairs and the alcove? No, because the baby wasn't walking. Once oh. she started walking, then we put the baby gates up. Then we had to put the baby gates, which is really just for show. Like we didn't. Let no, we Olsen actually needed to put around. the. Yeah, but you needed to put the baby gates up. I mean, you had to put that one in front of the the stairs that went down to the basement for sure. Oh, that in the was kitchen. just a bottomless. That was just a pit, you know, like True. down there. Yeah, and then we didn't want them running up the stairs and coming yeah. down. So we we did have it on there. I think. I mean, not like they were just running around set, but right, I do right. think it it actually did help keep them where we needed them. Okay. Okay. Which so now we've, we've, we've established baby gates. We've established yep. that we need baby gates because Michelle is toddling yep. all around the set. And I just remember from Fuller, at least, how hard it was to work those baby gates. And try, I would always get stuck on them trying to walk up or down the stairs because, <laughs> uh, you know, they don't, they were just prop baby gates. They weren't like really that durable. So. Okay, now yeah. I have to look. Now I'm looking at something because I'm like, oh, we're next next episode, season two, episode four, DJ's oh. very first horse. That's not the episode that I that I watched on as episode four. What did you watch then? Was it Jingle even season Hell. two? Oh, Jingle With Hell. Jingle Hell, which <laughs> comes after Jesse and Joey are writing jingles. What is happening on Amazon? See, what now is I'm- happening on Amazon. Wow. So you thing I look now, though. Now I'm gonna now I gotta go watch the horse episode. But now we know why all the horse stuff has made it in to uh, to, to DJ's um, room. To DJ's room, right? I remember yes. I said we, we must be having the horse episode soon because we're establishing horses. Oh yeah, we're, and it's coming. It's coming next week. We're getting uh, DJ's very first horse. It's a yep. great episode. Which implies that there is more than one horse that DJ eventually gets. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> of all the multiple right. horses, all the multiple she owns. horses is her very first one, <laughs> right? Maybe this yeah. is like a little teaser that she's going to become a veterinarian someday, 36 years from now. I didn't so even think so- about that with the horse at the, yeah. I mean, I yeah. doubt we were that forward thinking back in 1989. No, I don't think, it, no, not at all. It, it does it, track. It, was, it tracks. Yeah, DJ's a horse girl. Love well, it. Well, <laughs> thank you everybody for joining us on this fabulous episode. I'm so glad that I watched the right one. Uh, I hope you did too. <laughs> But see, if people are watching it on Amazon, they're going to tune in and they're going to be, they're going to listen to this and they're going to be like, wait, what? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. No, so everyone, next week's episode is DJ and the, well, if, if there's not a, an interview, but it's DJ's very first horse. So right. Make, make sure, sure you watch you're that watching, one watching that one. If it's on Amazon, that order, you're going to screw it up. Right. Don't do what I did. I, I'm watching uh, on Hulu where it, so far it's in order. So uh, yeah, yeah. that might be the better platform. But. Well, I mean, yeah, here we go. Anyway, (laughs) 
DJ's very first horse is next week. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in for another fun episode of How Rude Tanneritos. If you guys want to follow us on Instagram, you can check us out at How Rude Podcast. You can also email us at howrudepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your questions, any comments, anything we've screwed up, what you're loving about the show, all of it. And make sure that you are liking and subscribing wherever you're listening to the podcast so that you can make sure and get those new episodes right when they drop. And thank you so much for joining us uh, our fanaritos we love you guys and remember the house is the ooh, world ooh. is small but the house is full you recovered you recovered very well quickly I did i always want to say the house first that's why that's i remember i always wanted the house is first but no, no start the big world start is big first. the world, is, world small. is small well start small, small. see now the, i'm getting well. <laughs> yeah i'm just confusing you just stop just, yes just, i'll stop talking now <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P, Com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.